Welcome to the Purpose and Possibility Podcast. This is your host, Laura Murphy, founder of Soul Body. Join me for inspiring conversations with people who are living on purpose, living into their purpose, and who just might open you up to new and bigger possibility. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Purpose and Possibility Podcast. It is an honor to invite you back. Uh, today we have my neighbor mowing the lawn, so you may hear that in the background, but you know, that's all a part of life. Um, today's guest is a very special one. So today I speak with Tess Sloan. Uh, Tess is a very exceptional woman. So we met about three-ish years ago when we sat next to each other on the floor at our meditation teacher training. I was very inspired by Tess and by her story and what she was going through. And it's just interesting to hear that, you know, as we talk through the podcast, she talks about, about that specific time being one of the, what she likes to call a reckoning. Um, but what I saw from the outside is someone who was so brave and so courageous, who was just leaving her corporate career to begin uh, building a business around her values and what was important to her. Uh, so we talk all about that journey in today's podcast episode. Tess talks about how she included her children in that journey um, and what it means to her to be living into her purpose and why it's important for her kids to see her doing just that. One of the key things that really stood out to me and what she said was, you know, it really just helped me reimagine the definition and what we think of success because she talks about, you know, success for her being that she was able to pick her children up at 3 p.m. every single day. And then she built a life around that. And I think that's a really important thing to note. Um, and just even ask yourself, you know, what what does success look like for you? And it's not, you know, the, the milestone compensation <laughs> numbers and things like that. It's actually something even more simple. Um, so we talk about that. She also, and I love that she calls herself a meditation advocate. And she talks about how, when we went through the training, it was never her intention to teach. Um, but life has changed. Life has evolved into her actually holding space for a lot of people in the corporate world. Um, and I love how she talks about her journey through meditation and what it opened up for her and how meditation has actually helped her perform better in her business, in her relationships, and as a mother. She also gives some helpful tips for those mamas out there um, on how she gets her children to meditate or invites them into her meditation practice. So, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you're curious about meditation, I do have a five-part series, um, which is five, five minutes, lots of fives, five-minute meditations, um, because I don't believe it has to be challenging to start a meditation practice. And even Tess talks about that in this episode. She started with one minute. So I've developed five five-minute meditations, um, taking you a little from kind of like the broader perspective into a more narrow perspective into your body. And I will link that in the show notes if it's something you're interested in checking out. Enjoy the podcast today. Um, okay. So today we are talking to Tess, who I met um, a good few years ago now. I think it was like pushing two and a half, three years, maybe two. Uh, 
or so. Um, we sat next to each other in our meditation teacher training. Um, and Tess, you've been an inspiration to me. You were telling me the story because you were just starting 1111 at that point. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to get, I'm super excited to have you here on the podcast today. Um, through the, the glories of Zoom, yet we live pretty close to each other. I know, we just um, discovered. So welcome. Thank you so much. It's so good to reconnect with you. Yes. Um, and, you know, I want to, I want to jump right in and just, you know, tell us who Tess is, what you're up to, what's exciting for you these days, and then we can go from there. Okay, this is just the hardest question. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'll start with an easy one. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I was doing a meditation workshop yesterday and I, I had to like sum myself up on one slide and I just had three bullet points and I was like what on earth do I say in three bullet points that you know would just give somebody an idea of who I am so I'll share what I shared I said I'm Tess I'm the co-founder of 1111 Talent which is a global recruitment agency we're headquartered here in Vancouver I'm the mother of Jack and Samuel which are two hilarious sons who came through me and that I have the pleasure of raising <laughs> and then I wrote I'm a meditation advocate oh I love that I'm like I also started getting teary for some reason when you Aww. were saying that um I so through the also through you know the lens of Instagram watching your kids they are they are the most unique children but also right? hilarious <laughs> like absolutely wild people <laughs> yeah yeah so interesting and it's interesting because someone reached out to me this week because the podcast actually launched this week and they were like I want to get a perspective of a mom mm -hmm. and I'm like well I've got someone for you who's coming on to so get into a bit more of that but why don't you tell us what is 1111 talent and and just mm -hmm. kind of um so and like one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on here is because when we were sitting next to each other you were telling me like I'm starting this you were leaving your job like you were just leaving your job at that point to start mm -hmm. this um, just tell us a little bit about that journey of sure. what it is and how it evolved. Yeah, so 1111 Talent is a recruitment agency, um, but we, you know, kind of stepped out into the market and looked around and there were, I don't know, 300 some recruiting agencies operating in Vancouver alone. So we had to be like, okay, how are we different? What's our value proposition here? And, you know, we had spent our entire careers to date working for other companies, right? Internally. And one of the common threads was we worked for very purpose-led organizations, right? Mm -hmm. So we had also been through, and when I say we, myself and my business partner, Alicia Adams, we had been through enough of our own like personal, you know, work and like transformation that we had also really decided that we wanted to have more purpose in our lives, right? We spend so much time at work and, we really needed it to check more of the boxes than just, you know, a take home salary. It was like, how does this fit into like the full picture of our lives? And, and so we started 1111 and we started a purpose-led recruitment agency. So we work for our clients are very purpose-led businesses. So mm -hmm. native shoes, they have a big mission to be a hundred percent life cycle managed. So they have a huge purpose around sustainable mm -hmm. uh, apparel and footwear work with Sage Natural Wellness, work with Peloton, we work with, you know, really these brands that are like, you hear their name and you just know like what they stand for. We work with Lush Cosmetics, which is an incredible, very highly activist organization. And then we find them 
purpose-led individuals that match up to that um, higher vision or higher purpose, right? So we really believe that our part in changing the world is just matching purpose-led companies to purpose-led individuals, right? Because we know that makes a big difference in your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, so I love following the Instagram account because I feel like it's not just geared towards um, companies and it's not just geared towards people. Like I am not looking for a job, but I gained so much from what you talk about. And you made a post this week and I really appreciated it. And it talked about holding space um, Mm. and being able to hold space. And as a manager, I wish someone had taught me that. Right. Right. And holding space is like a word that's used a lot right now, right? Especially in like spiritual communities, also in like therapy and uh, counseling, but it's really the ability to just be with somebody and their emotions, whatever it is, without being taken out by it, but just witnessing them, allowing them to have their experience, which we're not really taught to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's like, you are teaching a lot of emotional intelligence. And I find that come having worked in a corporate setting for over 15 years, it's like when you walk in through the doors of the business, that stuff gets put, you know, right. your emotions at the door, you're here to work kind of thing. And it's so, it's a breath of fresh air to see that it's not, you know, they're not mutually exclu- exclusive. Yes. And I think the tides are changing, right? In so many different aspects in the world that we live in. And one of them is in business, like businesses are being held accountable. They're being asked to operate with a higher consciousness you know, candidates are, they want to know, you know, what's the business up to in terms of their, their giving, how are they making a difference in the world? What do they stand for? They want them to have a voice on matters, you know, mm-hmm. what do you like, because we know that they have power and weight and we're now asking them to use it in a, a way that benefits the collective. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one thing I have noticed a trend in business is that, you know, we take on a new role. So for example, right now we're working with Diva Cup. They're looking for a vice president of marketing and they're not just looking for somebody that's like a technical expertise in marketing they want somebody who will thrive in their environment who has emotional resiliency who has a high eq who has compassion and empathy so we've had to really adapt our processes to learn how to interview for this and screen for this so it's Mm -hmm. really positive that companies are now looking for leaders that have these softer skills Mm -hmm. and i i also feel like you know, employees are looking for businesses who aren't just going to, like you said, aren't just going to pay their paycheck. It's like, what else do they do? What impact are they making? And I feel like people are being a bit more like, I need to work for someone who's going to be doing something big in this world. Yes, totally. I hear you. So you've used the word purpose quite often. And obviously I'm really drawn to that. Um, How would you define purpose? Oh, You know, I think it is, first of all, I think it's, it's an evolving thing, right? It can be, it can move and grow and change with you and your spirit as you grow and evolve and change. And I think it, you know, for me, the word that comes up is around contribution. It's like, it's your higher mission and reason for being. Mm -hmm. And it's a tough one because it's such a loaded question when people say, what is your purpose? And you're like, Jesus, um, I don't know. Like, and for me, it has evolved and changed as well. You know, and I think at this point in my motherhood journey, where my uh, sons are 10 and seven, they're part of it. And, and it will change as they grow 
on and they need me less but like what does it mean how will I how would I define it I think it's just your way of contributing to the world mm-hmm. I the lens that it's for the collective good you know the highest good for all I I mean I couldn't agree more and like I just did a whole episode on on purpose and I just said you know what you do and for the longest time I was looking through for purpose through the eyes of like my job title like right. I'm Laura and and that's why I always love to start with a question of like tell us who you are because we're so inclined to start with like our job title totally that, that is literally this much of who we are yeah um and and that changes so you know your job can be an expression of your purpose but it's not the whole thing just as like being a mom can be an expression of your purpose but, but it's, it's not, not the whole thing right Mm -hmm. and that's the thing people don't like that when I say you know being a mom isn't my purpose because they're like how could you you have children it's like it's part of it and it will grow and change and evolve you know like and that's just what it is for me right and but like I I think that's such a great approach and the question that a friend of mine had reached out to was like I'd love to hear how a mom balances like you know following their purpose and especially someone who's like super career driven Yes. And being a mom and this particular person is a new mom. So she's like, you know, I can only imagine she's just like WTF. <laughs> motherhood is a loaded topic as well, because there's all of these societal, you know, pressures and norms and ways of doing that, that we've been fed. But really, I just, if the, the best gift I can give my children every day of their lives is for me to live my life, for me to live a great life, for them to look over and see me you know, fully expressing myself for them to see me, you know, they're so, they were there, you know, for all of it. Me launching the business, resigning from my corporate job. Like I involved them in all of it. And they were so pumped, you know, like it was like this little journey we were all on together. And I want, you know, I want to show them all of that because I want them to have permission to do the same in their own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I think what a great answer. (laughs) Um, What do you think? So like in, in, you know, taking the leap to leave the corporate career, what were like, and I like to call them the moments of impact. Like, when did you know, what were like the key moments along the way that you're like, no, this is what I need to do. Yeah. I worked for big companies. I worked for, um, you know, a, a global recruitment agency. I worked for Lululemon Athletica and led recruiting there for five years. I worked for Earl's Restaurants for the mm-hmm. U.S. and Canadian operations in HR. And and I also had children at the same time. And I had inside me this desire to pick up my kids from school every single day. Like, I just wanted to be there at three o'clock when they walk out of those gates. I wanted to be in that conversation with them. And I think it comes from a place of my parents weren't able to do that mm. for me. And so it was just something that I had decided I'm going to do that for my kids, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be there. And I, whenever I was at work and looked at, you know, the parents, women and men that were in higher roles than me, they were there till seven, eight o'clock at night. Like they were not leaving at two forty-five to pick up their kids and, and I had big ambition. I still do. And I have big dreams. I have big goals. And I didn't want to uh, forfeit one. For mm-hmm. me, it wasn't either or. I was determined to have both. Wow. And so I never grew up wanting to be an entrepreneur. But I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm going to have to work for myself. Right. Start a business so that I can build into my schedule at three 
come hell or high water, I'm at the school gates. So uh, I had met Alicia during my time at Lululemon. She is somebody that grew up always wanting to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of connected on that and then decided to open up a business and we started slow. A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of talk about like, just jump in, take the leap of faith. You can do it. I'm like, go slow, build it slow. I had kids, I had a mortgage. I had a life that I had to pay bills for that I didn't want to, you know, put stress on. So, (laughs) you know, we built the business slowly in our corporate jobs. We held uh, community events and we started gathering the people that would be our potential clients, but we hosted conferences for them. So we, they got to know us and Mm -hmm. we gave them, we added a lot of value to them. We, you know, it wasn't a profitable business until we actually resigned. And I remember the day. So my key points were just having this like desire inside, like I want to pick up my kids from school and I'm not going to, this isn't something I'm going to give up on. I'm going to do it. And then, you know, meeting Alicia was a key point. And then I think, building it slowly and just seeing how we were building community. We we're adding value to them. We weren't asking for anything back and it was mm-hmm. a long play. And I had, we had the appetite for it because we saw the vision. We had a really clear vision. So building it slowly. And then after a few years of that, you know, companies would come to us and be like, so can we hire you? What, what do you guys, can we hire you for recruiting? Mm-hmm. So we did a couple of jobs under the table while we were working and then we kind of decided like, let's just get to the point where we make as much as our corporate jobs. And I remember the day I like checked the bank account and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's the day. <laughs> and, I, and I called Alicia and I was like, yo, um, <laughs> I'm going to go in and resign right now. Are you still down? <laughs> she was like, That's amazing. Was like a hundred percent. So went in and resigned and then the rest is history and mm-hmm. we stepped into the business with a nice little client base and then we like really were able to accelerate from there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i'm like what a beautiful story and i think there's a few things there of one you talked about really building the vision of like this is what's really important to me beyond even like what do i want to achieve in my career it's like in my life because your kids are with you for life right these are this is what is important to me and i'm not willing to sacrifice that um, and I love the talk of, of building it slow and giving people permission. Cause I think again, yeah. like society is like quit your job and dive in and get your first 10 K month and like things like that. And yes, that absolutely works for some people. Majority of the people. Absolutely. It does <laughs> yeah, patience is your superpower patience and vision. I think it took us maybe three years until we opened up fully. And then, and now we've never looked back and, and here's the true marker of success. Every day at three o'clock, I'm at the school gate mm-hmm. and I'm the happiest parent on the pl- on the playground. I'm just every day I have this sense of I did it. I'm mm-hmm. doing it. I'm like it feels like success. Like that's my marker, and it's like I've never lost sight of that. And so my kids will grow up, and soon they'll be in high school, and they'll be like, "Yo, get out of here! Yeah, we like, don't want stop. you picking us up at school. Yeah, stop. <laughs> just stop!" And that's what I mean. The goalposts change and shift, and I won't want to do it either. That's odd, right? Like, yeah, I want them to be independent young men. <laughs> so, but that's the piece, and I think we also rate success on these, you know these 10k months or whatever but it's like what if success is like that it's just you standing at the school gate at three o'clock because that feels like fulfillment to me it feels mm-hmm. like I did what I set out to do yeah I I couldn't agree more and I had one of those moments yesterday I'm like what's important to me 
And yesterday, like, even though we're in like a bit of a lockdown here in Vancouver, I was like, for me, and it's like the little things like success is like, I love working at a coffee shop. It's not Mm. very possible right now, but I found a coffee shop with a patio and I sat there for like a half hour and I'm like, this is what I, it makes me feel like I'm living my best life. And then I went for a walk on the seawall at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, this is literally the height of success right now. (laughs) Yes. You answer to no one. You're not in an office. You own your schedule. And it's like, when we have those little moments where like, oh, wow, this is what I dreamt of. We have to lean into it so hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) during a pandemic. But anyway, we have to actually be like, validate ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. You have to just Mm -hmm. say, hey, you did it, Laura. Good on you. You're doing it. (laughs) Where do you see 1111 going? What's, What's the big dream? We are, with the day we open our business, we said we're 1111, we're a global talent collective. And we, you'll never hear us talk about 1111 without saying the word global. Mm. From day one, we just became global maybe a year and a half ago, but we just kept saying global recruiting, global recruiting. So for us, it's like now we're in Canada and the US really firmly. And then our goal is to, expand to Australia and then Europe and across the globe, right? Mm -hmm. Asia. So it is to be a global um, business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I just so appreciate, I appreciate what you are bringing because I feel like, and this is what I felt when I was leaving my career. And I read a book that literally like changed everything for me. And I'm like, the way we're working is broken. It Mm. It is broken and something has to change. And I feel like it's businesses like what you've built is, what is creating the change it's like we have to be driven by something other than purely profit and we have to hire people who are also on that bus exactly yeah it's really great um sorry i'm just looking at some questions i have here for you who do you think has been who or what um Mm. has been most influential for you on your journey i mean just an easy question (laughs) please And you didn't prepare and you didn't give me a heads up on any of these. I did not, but I I find it so much better in the moment like this. It is. Yeah, it is. You know, so many people come like spring to mind. So I would say um, my mother has been a very, you know, strong influence in like really cultivating my like spirituality and my spiritual journey from, you know, the day I was born and really allowing that um, access and safety to like really tap into a higher power to mm. really, you know, understand like what it feels like to believe in something bigger than myself. So mm. all, I use the word God because it's not a triggering word for me. It's not messy for me, you know, yeah. like, but for me, when I say it, it just feels like expansion. It feels like joy and trust. It feels like I'm being guided. It feels like I'm being led and like that I can just l- release into. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a real gift because I know that having like trying to like come to terms or with that as an adult would be tougher, right? Cause you have so much more resistance you've built up over the years. And I think that's been a real, um, a real win for me or not win, just a real gift for me because it's allowed me to just listen to my intuition and my inner voice and trust myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, Alicia, my business partner, is just a wildly inspiring and intelligent and hilarious individual. She just doesn't take 
herself or life too seriously. And I don't know many people like that anymore. Right. She's so, she's so light. Um, and I, the other name that came to mind was Oprah because I have really felt um, I've just really connected with her not only her just being a very prominent, um, you know, person of color who has mm. just overcome so many obstacles in her life. But for me as a woman of color to always look up and see her just completely owning herself and really stepping into her light and it's, it gives you permission, right? Mm. There is something around, you know, like you have to seeing it, believing it, like knowing that it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been having some really big conversations around meditation, spirituality, right. For, you know, for the last 20 years. And I think we've all just caught up. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think she's a bit of an inspiration for everybody. Um, but she's definitely giving us permission. Cause I feel like spirituality was always something one is someone who grew up like in a religion mm-hmm. loosely. <laughs> it wasn't something that I learned until like later in life, but uh-huh. two, it's like, I find until recently, it was something that was very much kept in the closet of even like right. having conversation around purpose and something higher than you. And like, you know, like you don't want to bring it up, you know, it's a bit touchy, like, you know, but now it's just like, you know, I think it's okay. It's safe to talk about this. Like we can talk about this because this is a real um, beautiful part of existence, right? It's, and, and, and I, it's, I think what people miss is that like, it's, it's often not about a dogma. It's usually so much more simple than that. And it's about love and like, it's just about love. And like, that's what all the religions get at at the end, but they also kind of throw in like this man in the sky who's judging you. And it's like, okay, they're, they're a business too, right? They're trying to like, yeah, a very successful, <laughs> like quote unquote successful from a financial perspective business. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think like at the center of it, it is, it is love. And like, that's kind of what is leading everything, but we kind of miss the point sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. When you, before I jump to that question, actually, what do you think has been the biggest shift that you've seen since the pandemic, like in, in the world of business and how businesses employees relate to each other. Um, what has been the biggest shift you've seen? Definitely, you know, in the biggest shift in the workplace has been around accepting the whole person. Right. So it's like, now if I'm on a work call and one of my kids walks by and they're like, munching on goldfish crackers like the meeting goes on like nobody cares where before it was just like you know be my kids like yeah like quit like where now it's just you just let them be or somebody else's kid is crying in the background and they're nursing you're just like meeting goes on you just keep going right it's like or you're just like do you need a minute there's just this like all of a sudden we have this visual into oh, people's holistic lives and the way we were set up at work wasn't working for you obviously pre-pandemic mm-hmm. right I think being able to work remote having that option is it's a huge win for the future of work because some companies were embracing it but most were like I need to see a bum in a seat yeah believe that you're productive and it's like come on I I couldn't agree more and like that you know quitting my job at the tail end of a ten- pandemic one of the things that I thought was super cool is all those jobs that we were told could never happen at home did right so it's like now what <laughs> right yeah Yeah, we've proven the case that we can be productive at home 
and that we can, you know, our whole lives can work for us. And I think, you know, when we're interviewing people right now, we're hiring people into companies and they're starting from home. And what we're hearing from people is that all they want is just flexibility. Some people want to go into an office, but they just want the option to go one day a week or two days, right? Just to mix it up. Um, so I think more flexibility. The biggest change we're seeing people's holistic lives now coming into question. So many companies now on their benefits program have uh, free subscriptions to Headspace to mm. um, app, right? Like they're saying, right, we need to support you more on the mental health front and and we're actually, it's a non-negotiable now. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's something I want to touch on in just a moment. Um, do you think companies are going to try and go back to the way things were? Or is this like a new way of being? I think some will. Um, and, and it will be so clear, right? There'll be such a radical difference in like, the companies that stay in the past and then the companies that move into the future. And we'll see it by their success, their profitability, the type of candidates they attract, mm. right? Like they'll be operating on totally different frequencies and totally different vibrations. And we'll see that. And what I mean by that is just, you know, one will feel really good to be around and the other will feel like a downer. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll see that play out. And you know, we cannot make excuses around industries, right? Like you can say banking is kind of like boring. How will they make it? But they can. And like, you'll see there are companies that are really standing out in this space that are doing really innovative, impactful things for their employee experience, with, which then translates to their customers. Mm -hmm. I think one of the beautiful, most beautiful things I've seen is the companies who have been willing to pivot. Yeah. Rather than stay rigid in a time like this and like pivot, whether that is how they interact with their employees or even just like how they do business. I think you've seen people like creativity to the max. And I think it's so interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on. So when you introduced yourself, I loved that you said I'm a meditation advocate. And I yeah. want to dive more into that because like, obviously that's how we met. Yeah. Um, and I know you're doing a lot of work around that in the workplace and things like that. So um, let's talk about it. <laughs> right. Let's do it. Um, so what, and I know that you have another kind of like, I don't know if it's a business or just like a platform that you're kind of building up. Did you mm -hmm. want, do you want to speak to that and what you're doing? For right sure. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so you go ahead. I was just curious. So like it's it's Saint Reve, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's Saint Rev, which Rev, Rev okay. is a French word for dream. So uh -huh. or dreamer, or it means like dream, ambition, hope. And what what is your intention with that space? Yeah, so that is my it's an Instagram space that I've created. It's called mm -hmm. Saint Rev. And it's where I share solely around meditation and mindfulness practices and my intention with it is, you know, I found meditation at a really challenging time in my life. Mm -hmm. It was a real rock bottom moment. You know, it was like I was having some huge like changes in my family and the structure of our family. And it was such a reckoning, like all of my it was just like, you know, holding up a mirror and just facing the worst parts of yourself and your life and the life you'd built and just had to make a decision in that moment of and this is everyone's going to go through this right like everybody mm -hmm. has had this moment or it's coming like mm -hmm. no human <laughs> no human you know gets out of life without this 
reckoning day, right? And it's like, I knew in that moment that my usual ways of coping with pain were not going to cut it. Mm. And so up until then, my usual ways of something challenging was happening in my life would be when I was much younger, it would look like partying, traveling, um, working out, partying, <laughs> traveling, <Yeah>. moving countries. <laughs> I was just I'm on like, the run. Me too. And, <laughs> and like all the things to not be in your body, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I was just like, you know, this was happening when I was just in a different phase of my life. And so I had heard of meditation. I'd grown up watching my mom practice meditation my whole life. I was never drawn to it. I was really drawn to more high energy things. A lot of people can relate to this when, like I say, I couldn't, it used to be hard for me to lie down for a massage, like mm-hmm. go to an RMT. I'd be like, oh my God, when's it over? I got to get moving. Like I had that much energy that was just not willing to like settle down. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to have to actually just move through this, like finally just like move through this. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, it was just what the challenging of the the challenge of that moment, but it was just past things that had happened that I just not processed. Right. Mm -hmm. So it grounded me. It forced me to sit, get still, no distractions. And it taught me how to be with the pain that was occurring in my life or that had occurred in my life and, and move through it. And, And, you know, bit by bit, you know, I would literally start by just putting the timer on my clock on my phone for one minute and just sitting there and breathing. And it was slowly got to be more and more and more. And after a few years of this, you know, this practice that helped me get through a really painful time in my life, what surprised me about meditation was that it simultaneously opened up my next level of performance. Mm. It simultaneously opened up my next level of performance. So I could now step into a business that I had founded and open it. I it was my diet transformed my um, the way I looked after myself, my beliefs about myself in the world, the way I thought my mental chatter, like all of this shifted. And I noticed that I was performing better in my relationships in my parenting, mm. in my business. And so that's what really inspired me to do my meditation teacher training. And just, and I actually had no intention of teaching when I went through that training. I really wanted to just deepen my practice mm-hmm. further. And that was a really incredible experience and then came out of it and then just started getting naturally presented with these opportunities to teach in business, which is where I work already and where I'm able to have some impact. And for me, it was really that final step of my like lesson in this whole thing was to share meditation, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, so now I host these meditation workshops and we, the, the course we took, you know, really honored the science of meditation. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really a great tool for me, especially going into businesses. So I teach, you know, the science of meditation, but I definitely honor the Eastern philosophy and traditions of it. But I do talk a lot about, you know, the brain and the biological impacts to our brain and body, what's happening inside our brains when we meditate. It's super interesting. Um, And so St. Rev is just my like way to just express this training and to, to share. And my deepest intention in this is to just like, when people find the account, it's just 
I want to just be with you wherever you are on your journey and in hopes that you you learn a tool and hopefully in in the best of times that can support you through mm -hmm. all the times <laughs> mm -hmm. wow I'm mean, like that it's beautiful I also um I love that you incorporate it with your kids yeah um and I I want you to speak to that like was that a challenge to or is it just something that because you grew up with it and saw your mom doing it it's just like something so natural that like I'm going to do it and they can do it if they want sort of thing. Yeah. I think that me, my mom never pressured us to meditate with her, asked her to do it, but we got to observe her, which right. was the most powerful teaching, right? Because mm -hmm. we could see when she was happy, how the practice supported her, when times were challenging, how the practice supported her, how she was able to perform in her life and get to different levels of success and how the practice supported her. So I first, I let them support me. A lot of times people don't meditate because they're like, oh, my kids need something. I meditate and they know if I'm meditating, get it yourself. Don't ask me. I will wait till I'm done. And it's okay for it's okay to not be at their beck and call all the time, mm -hmm. right? For them to see you loving yourself, treating yourself well. It's okay. Um, and so sometimes they'll just join me, right? And they'll just come and sit with me and breathe. Um, and then, you know, Jack asked me, he's the 10 year old, he plays hockey, rep hockey, and he's a goalie. And he asked me to create a meditation for him around hockey. So, oh my I, God. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So I, I recorded one for him. And so he'll listen to it like sometimes before bed. And it's like a visualization of like mm. stopping the pucks and like, you know, and sometimes you listen to it on the way to the arena. And sometimes it's like, He's like, yours is the last voice I want to hear right now. I don't want to hear. And so, you know, it's just take it or leave it. But the my offering is if you want to do this with your kids, let them observe you. Mm. Let them observe you. It's always the most powerful teaching. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I also, you know, kind of just to jump all over the place, but I love seeing it. And as someone who's come from the corporate world, it is so fucking needed in <laughs> in business and like part I'm like we can curse here um but it is so needed and I find even going through the training myself and it doesn't have to be like I sit down for 30 minutes and meditate it's just like those moments in between that it creates that yeah. it like, I found and I I use this a lot in my coaching I talked about when I was doing a presentation to like the president of North America and I was in her office and in my head all I could think of was I feel my feet on the floor I feel my yeah. feet on the floor and it just like brought me into the moment of being like brings you back into your body right mm -hmm. and and here's the thing why business can't ignore this anymore is you know when we're in that fight or flight response which is which is a lot of the time at work, you know, you can get it from just opening your calendar at the start of the day, seeing a back to back day. And you're like, oh. triggers your fight or flight or, or you open your calendar and you're like, you've got a tough conversation with your boss or you're giving a presentation. Like people are going into that response. And what happens, why it's problematic in work is because you go into left brain thinking where you're just like reason logic and you're just trying to survive. You're just trying to get through the moment and you're shut off to creativity. You're shut mm -hmm. off to, uh, like genius visionary problem solving, right? So mm -hmm. in meditation, like what, what science tells us is the whole brain lights up. So you actually have access to, to both. Mm -hmm. And in work, in business, 
a combination of, you know, reason and visionary thinking is the sweet spot. This is how brilliant businesses are made. This is how innovative ideas come to life. So Mm -hmm. it's truly, you know, if, if you're not sold on the mental health of your employees, (laughs) (laughs) you could actually look at it from this lens, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, you'll, you'll, you will get better business results, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what advice would you have for your younger self? Jeez. <sighs> One of the biggest gifts I had from meditation was I, and I mentioned this earlier, I learned how to validate myself, right? Before that, I looked for it everywhere else but myself. This is transformation. This is like, for me, this has been given me permission to play big in my life. This has, this allows me to sleep peacefully without any type of sleeping aid or anything, <laughs> you know, like this is, and in our modern world where we're constantly being compared to each other or we're policing each other, or there's a lot of, you know, that's energy going around. Mm. At the end of the day, you're only looking from for within to say, if I've been successful or not, if I've defined what success means to me, which is like three o'clock, I'm at the school. I've, you know, I've moved with intentionality today. I've shared meditation today. Nobody, like nothing can touch you. Like you get to live a happy, fulfilled life, Mm. right? Because you're, you're giving it to yourself. And I think that's something that we were never taught how to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I agree. If I answer the question, that's what I would say to her. I would say, <laughs> don't worry about what they're doing or what they think. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so I, I want to be conscious of, of your time. And I have a few just kind of rapid fire off the cuff questions um, to close off. So what what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating... Um, I'm really celebrating just rest today. Like my day is really easy and flowy today. And that feels like a celebration. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Um, What makes you feel the most alive? I feel really alive right now when I'm uh, teaching meditation, sharing meditation, I feel really connected and um, yeah, pure. What is your heart asking for more of? Um, what is my heart asking for more of? Maybe simplicity, rest. I think that's been a real eye-opener in the pandemic and something that I'm really committed to continuing and, and talking about, you know, like, and celebrating, like, rest, simplicity, not having a back-to-back calendar mm-hmm. no, um, I made reference to a book earlier that like literally was the yeah. step before I quit my job and it was called do nothing and it was one of the best books I've ever read and really? that's the one that talked about like the way we work is broken um, right. I actually listened to the author on a on the goop podcast and it was like I bought the book immediately finished it within two days I'm like yes <laughs> like we need rest I'll look it up yeah um, and I'll put it in the show notes as well um, this could be a big question, but what is your biggest hope for the collective? Um, you know, 
what it is is that we all just lean in more to the joyful moments in our life because pain and suffering and challenges are a guarantee in this lifetime but so is happiness and joy and fulfillment and we give so much attention to the latter right so if we can really lean into those and I don't mean in an inauthentic way where you're just like you know how Instagram can be but I just mean in those little moments where you're by yourself and you're like yeah I did it I did (laughs) this is success to me I'm you know yeah I think that yeah um and the last one is what new possibility are you opening yourself up to Um, I am still, you know, when I said I, I didn't have any intention of teaching meditation when I did the training, but the possibility that I'm open to now and really receiving is that I'm, I'm going to teach meditation more. I'm going to share meditation more and from a very, um, heart led space Mm. and spirit led right it's not it wasn't like this is my career it's like no this is my calling you Mm -hmm. know like something I'm called to share I love it is there anything else that you want people to know that we didn't touch on no I don't think so I mean (laughs) this was great I feel like we covered a lot we, we went through a lot um where can people find you Okay, so I'm sharing meditation at Saint Rev. It's Saint dot underscore Rev R E V E, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I think that's it. And I'm on, you know, you can find an eleven eleven talent on Instagram or our website. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm- I'll link all this up for people so they can they can find you. Um, well, Tess, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been so good to reconnect. It has. Um, yes, it really has. And I so just appreciate your presence and your wisdom. Um, and I'm sure the guests will, or the listeners will also appreciate that. So thank you thank so much. You so much, And thank you for your light and you know what you're up to. You're somebody that's really stayed top of mind for me. And I've really kind of been watching your journey and really enjoying it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and the message resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, give us a five-star rating. And if you think someone else needs this message, please forward it to them. For daily updates and inspo, you can follow us on Instagram at soulbody.co. Until then, I'll catch you next week.